Welcome to Podcast Abbreviated. Thanks for joining us for part two of our conversation with voice actor and host of the audio branding podcast, Jody Krangle. If you are someone who produces any type of media, you'll want to listen to this as Jody offers a wealth of experience on the way sound drives how we feel about media. We hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Podcast Abbreviated, where we break down the best podcasts into short episodes so you can discover new hosts and new podcasts and simply get to the best stuff faster. Something else that I really learned from listening to the abbreviation that we worked with you on mm-hmm. was this concept of archetypal sound. Yes. And yeah. every filmmaker or most have studied Joseph Campbell and understand the hero's journey. And Carl Jung is in vogue these days and people are diving in to understand archetypes. And the concept that there is something called archetypal sound and that that matters when it comes to sound is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So could you just unpack that a little bit? What is exactly does that mean? And obviously all the listeners here should go check out the podcast abbreviated where we have abbreviated that lesson but i would love to just hear a little bit more in potentially what you've learned since then well the archetypes are really a wonderful way to i would say almost design the voice and when i say voice i'm gonna say overall it's not actually the vocals the voice of the company is who they are in general in everything that they put out there so first of all the company needs to know who they are because that's a big thing (laughs) So if you know what archetype your company fits into, you can have music that fits that. You can make sure that the voiceovers you use represent that archetype. There's all sorts of different things that can go into this, like a sonic logo. If you're going to make a sonic logo, you want to make sure that it reflects who you are. And who you are is an archetype. So you can use that to sort of narrow it down. And I think there are companies out there right now that actually have dynamic ways of deciding which archetype you are and then what colors it. So, you know, a main one, like a a guide, if you have a guide archetype, you know, Obi-Wan, right? (laughs) Um, Then you can color that with courageous or excited. And then you can build the music, the sound, the voice all around these types of emotions that you're using to represent your company. So really what it is, is again, emotional context. Once you understand who you are, you can understand how to use that on your behalf. And I think that a lot of people think they can do this on their own. Maybe, maybe you can. I think gut level, there are some people who are really good at this. But I do think that audio branding companies exist for a reason. And mm-hmm. that's why. Because this is not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> and I don't know if it sounds easy it to you. It doesn't even sound easy. It certainly doesn't no. to me. No, exactly. <laughs> no. no. And I've had interviews with a bunch of companies, a bunch of people at companies all over the world, like Australia and India and Germany and the US and Canada and all over, who actually have full-on ad agencies that deal specifically with audio branding. And I think it might be a bit of a mistake for ad agencies to think, oh, we'll just branch into the music because it's way more than music. And just creating a sonic logo, that's not it either. It's a way to present your company in sound the way that you do in the visuals. And really, those two need to work together. You're not creating them independently of each other. So if your sound doesn't match what you look like, people are not going to trust you and they're not going to know why. They don't understand because there's a disconnect there. 
Do you have like a starter step? If I'm trying to figure out like how to get something off the ground, what's a step I can take in order just to move forward in developing that audio brand? I've actually put together a PDF that is my five tips for being intentional with your audio strategy. It's just a, a questionnaire. Basically, just walks you through some of the things that you should know. First of all, the, the surprising facts about sound, because, you know, you can do things like influence how you taste with what you hear. Our brains are weird. <laughs> and Steve Keller actually told me about this because he did a promotion for Propel. And they had DJ stations where people were listening in headphones to a particular piece of music and they could dial in how salty or sweet they wanted the drink to taste. There was nothing changing with the drink, <laughs> but their perception of that taste was changing based on the changing sound. Our brain is an amazing thing and all of our senses do work together. This is Marketing 101 with the audio component thrown in. So one of the questions that I would ask is, who is your ideal client? You know, how old are they? What do they value? Where do they hang out? So... These kinds of things will tell you what media they consume, you know, TV, radio, podcasts, online videos, YouTube, social media channels, whatever, because there's a difference between things like Clubhouse and LinkedIn or TikTok and Twitter. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of different things. So knowing which media you need to be a part of and who you're trying to reach will probably dictate how you're going to use the sound that you use. And, you know, certain music will appeal to certain age groups. You know, if you want, if you want to reach Gen X, 80s music, there you go. <laughs> you know, like just at, at its basics, <laughs> you know, things like that. So people do things like if you're going into a clothing store and it happens to be for younger people, they're going to have music that is reflective of what those people listen to. And it's going to be pretty loud. <laughs> So, you know, like Hot Topic, if you go into a Hot Topic store, you know what you're going to get, right? <laughs> so there's all sorts of ways to do this. That's, um, you know, decide who you want to reach. And you have to find your why, too. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because that's kind of where the intersection of who you are and who you want to reach is. There's a Venn diagram in between there that you need to sort of find the sweet spot of because you're not just trying to say, oh, I really like this music, so everyone else should. You may really like that music, but if you're trying to reach people who are in a different age group than you or whatever, you're not going to reach them with that sound. So you need to know what you like, what you think your clients are going to like, and then find something that works for both of you. And how does that sound? Because you thought about how it looked. <laughs> Hmm. but haven't thought about how that sounds. Yeah, so, I think for a lot of people, it's easier to imagine visuals than it is to imagine or live in the world of sound, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if you ask me, what do you want it to look like? I immediately have 20 images in my head. But then if you say, what do you want it to sound like? I'm like, wait a minute, what do I want it to sound like? You know, That's it doesn't why come to you me hire a professional. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you hear it, it's so powerful. When you have a brand that matches the visuals to the audio, it is like a revelation mm -hmm. because you reach people so much more deeply and they understand you so much more 
because that audio is how we understand each other. I interviewed Dr. Terry Fisher, and he's an AI guy. He loves that kind of stuff, but he's also a physician. And so he's kind of seeing this from a lot of different angles. And one of the taglines that he has is, voice is my OS. Voice is my operating system. That is how humans communicate. We're getting to a point where we've created a whole bunch of tools. We've learned how to type. We've learned how to swipe. And we just figured it out as we made the tools. But now we're getting to the point where Alexa and Google and all of these other options are allowing us to operate our world with our voice. And it's kind of like it's catching up with us now, finally. Because of that, a brand needs to differentiate itself in sound only because you're not seeing anything on Alexa or Google. You're hearing it. That's it. So how do you make yourself sound different from your nearest competitor when no one can really tell the difference by looking at it? So in one of your episodes, one of the filmmakers was talking about how he selects music for his productions. Mm-hmm. And he kind of goes through these. There's a bunch, There's a few websites you can go to and just uh, listen to music based on mood or based on instrument. And he was recommending you go through and you find something that just really speaks to you in terms of the mood of what you're trying to produce. And you throw it in a folder and you keep going. Sure. And then when you come back, you find it and you're like, oh, yeah, like that's the one. And what's interesting is, is that's how I've done it for this podcast. A couple of the sounds that I put in is just me going through and listening and listening and listening and listening and then finally finding it. Now, that's hard because it seems to be more of an art than a science, Mm -hmm. but then that also seems to be the case for voice talent, voice acting. How would you recommend approaching choosing a voice for what you're producing in that same way that that filmmaker chose music? I think it is quite similar. So I think it depends on what emotion you're evoking with that voice. So you might look at, well, how formal is the voice? How informal is the voice? Do you want to use contractions or do you not want to use contractions? Is it a more urban sound or is it more suburban or are you in a field somewhere? I mean, (laughs) you know, there's all sorts of different ways of looking at this. I think also that it depends on the level of luxury. You know, is this a daily item or is it something that you're only going to buy once in a lifetime? There's all sorts of different voices that would fit that archetype. So really, I think you need to figure out your archetype and then decide what voice fits that. Yeah, I think that's such good advice. And, you know, thinking about, again, I know you framed it as marketing 101, but I think we can always go back to the basics and remind ourselves, hey, this is basic because there's a reason for that. And asking yourself those questions, seeing where you might have fallen out of step with that or or deviated from it and and fallen into the trap of maybe picking a voice because I like it or it connects with me or that person just sounds great. You know, those are potentially pitfalls, which that might be true, but you also want to tie it back to that Um, and then also finding somebody who's versatile is always something I recommend right somebody who can present differently depending on the specifics of what's needed because that gives you options because you want to work with that person and they're able to bring that out through some workshopping so those are just some things that speak to me that's again why you would want a voice actor that has some training because Mm -hmm. they're generally not one-trick ponies (laughs) yeah yeah Jody, what motivates you in voice acting? Where, where do you find your inspiration and what are you hoping to achieve and what have you achieved throughout your career? 
Well, I just love this whole idea of being part of someone's audio brand. It just thrills me. <laughs> so part of the things that I really love doing are those anthem videos that you see on, on corporate websites. So, you know, the this is who we are and we're proud. You know, those kinds of videos that you see all over the place. I love them because it's so much fun to understand what makes each company unique and special. And connecting to that in the copy and then seeing the final and going, oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's There's really a cool. huge difference between when you see one of those and it seems fake or it seems overproduced yeah, or yeah. too stiff. And then the ones that feel like they're organic and alive and you're like, oh, I want to work there. Or like, yeah. or whatever they're doing, it seems like it's going to be cool yeah. rather than like, oh boy, they're trying to sell me something. <laughs> or like, yeah, right. They're actually having fun. They're probably, you know, working 50 hours a week or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's something else to pay attention to, though, and I think that large companies really need to worry about this, too. The reason you would get an audio brand is so that someone else isn't using the same stock music that you got from that music directory for a completely different product. <laughs> So I've seen several videos like this, but there are many companies, like a whole bunch of them that are big names that you would definitely recognize very easily, who use the same stock music for completely different things. And these are like national commercials. So if they're doing that, it makes you wonder how well they know what their company really is. Because if everyone can use that same sound and they're from completely different industries, like one's a luxury car, One's like a younger generation clothing store. One's like a fast food place. Like what? <laughs> if all of them can use that same music, what does that say about them? Yeah. It also says that they didn't invest a lot of time exactly in coming but up with it it's more the ad agencies unfortunately right. because these people aren't producing it themselves generally some of them may have in-house stuff and in that case yes <laughs> but in a lot of cases the ad agencies need to pay a little more attention to this because an audio brand is pretty important and actually going to an audio branding company and getting your own signature sound figured out will save you a ton of money in the long run because you don't have to go to these music licensing places every Every five minutes. These big companies create content every day. There's a huge amount of content going out from these places. And if you're spending the licensing to have that piece of music for however long you need it, every time you're making a different piece of content, that's a heck of a lot of money. Can you imagine? So if you had your own audio brand and you had like a tune or something that used different music, depending on where in the world it was being played, used different instruments or had like a happier beat or like a little more somber beat or, you know, the way the television shows did when you had a different type of scene, right? Like television shows were really good at this back in the 80s and 90s, right? They would have things like NCIS, like long-standing shows that have been around for a while. They have music that is specific to them. And as scenes happen, they may use that same music with like a different tone, like in a minor key as opposed to a major key. Or, you know, they, they just use it to different effects for different emotional impact. And you can do that in a company. And if you invest in that now, 20 years down the road, people are going to recognize that without having to see anything. That's that's, that's huge. Yeah. Plus, it I, saves I you money in the end. It really does. <laughs> 
Yeah, seriously. You know, we've we've started to think also about taking inspiration from certain libraries, but then mm-hmm. having something come along to customize it to fit specifically what you need. And that's kind yes. of this hybrid model where you might not be able to create something from scratch, but you yep. certainly can use something and build on it, right? And create something more unique, authentic yeah. to who you are. Jody. What can you tell somebody who's engaging sound for the first time or they are trying to put together a production? What can you leave them with from what you've garnered over the last hundred episodes that you're coming up on in a couple of weeks? <laughs> yeah. Hundred episodes mm-hmm. of talking to audio experts. And I've personally listened to over 15 of these episodes and they are excellent. And so, uh, yeah, can you leave us with anything that stuck out to you as, as something that's important? Sound is powerful. It's really powerful, and it should not be an afterthought. We respond to sound. And if you are creating something that has sound in it, that is going to be memorable. And really, when it comes down to ads, memorability is everything, right? You want to be remembered. So if you want to be remembered, use sound, because it really works. (laughs) That's amazing. Again, I want to plug the audio branding podcast, the hidden gem of marketing with Jody Krangle. And you can also check out her demos at voiceoversandvocals.com. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being our first guest on Podcast Abbreviated. We're really excited. If you haven't seen the Steve Keller abbreviation, go check that out. And then if you like that, head over to Audio Branding and check out the full episode. It's two parts. It's great. There's a bunch of examples that we just couldn't include in a, what was it, six and a half minute abbreviation. Um, He's a really smart guy and he's got a lot of cool stuff to say. So if you like the abbreviation, check out the full podcast episode and then check out thank more. Thank you so at, much for uh, having Audio me. It was Branding fun. Podcast. <laughs> Jody, thank you so much. We really appreciated your time here. All right. Thanks everyone. And we will see you next time. If you're interested in Jody's free tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy, We've provided the link in the show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time.